0: to another story that first came about on Friday and has been bubbling underneath the surface but appears to be quite serious. The nation's cyber security agencies working alongside one of the nation's largest port operators after it was hit with a crippling ransomware attack at the weekend. Now, there are growing concerns about supply chain disruptions in the lead up to Christmas. It was DP World that was hit. One of the biggest operators in the country when it comes to putting stuff on boats and taking it off again. uh, The cyber attack forced a shutdown of its operations. We can get more on this now. I'm joined by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Good morning to you, Peter. What is going on?
1: Well, uh, good morning, Chris. I I guess um, most people have probably never heard of DP World, but it's interesting to look at their influence. So DP World's Australian ports handle about 40%. Of the goods flowing in and out of Australia, economists say that any extended disruption would be quite damaging when you consider that there are an estimated 30,000 shipping containers that are stranded. Now, we're very familiar with uh, supply chain shocks that we had uh, during the pandemic and also from the war in Ukraine. So there are worries that uh, this crisis at DP World could end up pushing up inflation because of these supply chain blockages and maybe give the Reserve Bank something to consider in addition to everything else and maybe prompt them to consider raising interest rates for the 14th time. Uh, It's putting pressure on DP World, not surprisingly, to get this cyber breach fixed. The DP World attacks likely to mirror last year's cyber attacks and ransom demands at Optus and Medibank Private. This morning, the Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, announced action to force companies to report any ransomware incident to the government discouraging businesses from paying these ransoms. She wants these, um, the payments of any ransoms to, to be eventually made illegal. Of course, it, there's no suggestion that DP World has paid any ransom or would pay any ransom. But speaking with my colleague, Matthew Dora and Ms O'Neill expressed her deep concerns about the DP World attack and the potential fallout.
2: The attack on DP world is very significant and it is ongoing and it is going to last for some time. The Australian government has been in on the ground with the company from day one, and we are working collaboratively to try to resolve this in a way that doesn't affect Australians. What this attack just demonstrates is how vulnerable we are in this country to cyber attack. And that is why the work the Australian government is doing to reshape our cyber environment is so essential for our country.
1: What sort of impact could this have on on Australians? DP World isn't exactly a well-known brand name, but they do control quite a lot of Australia's port infrastructure.
2: DP World is responsible for the movement of 40% of freight in and out of our country. It is essential to the functioning of our economy. What's important here is that um, DP World have been working with government to try to resolve this and in ways that will make sure that this doesn't impact as much as possible on Australians. It does show how vulnerable we have been in this country to cyber incidents and how much better we need to work together to make sure that we keep our citizens safe. And that's why. The government's so focused on this task.
1: When it comes to the government's new cybersecurity strategy, there's going to be a clear focus uh, on ransomware and looking Mm -hmm. at how that is dealt with by companies. What's the, the burden that's going to be put on companies in that regard?
2: Ransomware is the fastest growing crime type in our country. It affects every size of business and it affects a lot of Australian citizens. You can't fix a problem though that you can't see. And today this problem is hidden from us. We are going to require for the first time Australians to report and um, to make clear to government when ransomware demands are made and when payments are made to start the process of making sure that we can properly tackle this problem together as a country.
1: Is that mm. a reflection of the fact that, you know, some companies may may choose to make those payments, even though it would, I'm assuming, go against the advice of the federal mm-hmm. government and its authorities?
2: Yeah, the strong advice of the Commonwealth government is not to make ransomware payments. You probably will not get your data back and they will probably come for you again. Uh, but we do know that some businesses are paying ransoms. The critical thing for us at the moment is that we don't have a clear picture of what this crime type looks like for our country. We need to build that and we need to work with Australians and Australian businesses to move to a position where we can make ransomware payments illegal. That should be the end goal for the country.
0: Okay, that's Claire O'Neill. She's the Home Affairs Minister talking to Matthew Doran. Peter Ryan, our senior business correspondent in the studio, you mentioned earlier that this DP world attack could fuel inflation and that would give the Reserve Bank possibly Another good excuse to raise interest rates?
1: Well, uh, early days, Chris. But uh, as you mentioned, this is you know clearly a risk. Um, in the case of DP World, the hope is that it will be resolved, and if it is resolved quickly, it will be seen by the Reserve Bank as a one-off, and as they would often say, they might look through it. But uh, clearly, the alarm bells are ringing, and, and we'll be getting a better idea this week. There's going to be a deluge of economic data that could influence the Reserve Bank on whether another interest rate hike is needed. We'll be seeing private surveys on consumer sentiment, business confidence released tomorrow by Westpac and the National Australia Bank. This follows the 13th rate rise that we had last week, taking the RBA's cash rate to 4.35%. On Wednesday, there'll be an official update on wages with the wage price index showing that your pay packet might have grown by 1.3% in the most recent quarter, making 3.9% over the year, although that's been cancelled out by inflation. And on Thursday, there'll be a monthly up update on employment with the jobless rate tipped to rise to 3.7% with around 18,000 new jobs created in October. That jobless rate still very low. The Reserve Bank wants to get that higher to bring inflation down. So a lot for the RBA board to consider. At this point, only a small chance of the 14th rate rise at next month's December meeting. The bigger focus will be in February and by then the Reserve Bank will be able to consider the next quarterly consumer price index reading and if inflation keeps moving up rates will probably go up.
0: Is there likely to be any good news in in that deluge that you just mentioned there?
1: Well I think the uh, it, there is good news but good news can be bad news. If the economy is <laughs> resilient right. um, that's potentially uh, bad news for the direction of interest rates but it's a complicated picture the Australian co- economy is resilient, um, it's still growing maybe by you know the end of the year um, economic growth will have slowed down. We had some updated forecasts from the Reserve Bank uh, last Friday in the quarterly statement on monetary policy so the the is resilient. Inflation's going to be staying higher for longer. So there are worries. But as I said, this is where good news can be bad news. Right, yeah, and it
0: can, be, can sound counterintuitive, can't it? Because you can have, um, you know, the jobless numbers is staying low and more jobs created, but the government want to cool things down. So actually they want people... To lose their jobs.
1: Well, not necessarily. They don't want them to, but that to helps them jobs. it cool down. The Reserve Bank um, wants to see the unemployment rate getting up to around about 4.5%, 4.7%. Even then in the wider scheme of things, that that is still very, very low. But, of course, um, more people losing jobs uh, could have a serious impact, particularly in the housing market, where a lot of mortgages rely on having two people working. And what the banks always say is that The trouble begins when you have one income earner losing their job. So far, no distress in the housing market just yet.
0: Right, so we're looking for a balance as always. Thanks very much, Peter. That is uh, Peter Ryan, our senior business correspondent.